over a thousand generations of Jedi Knights and Guardians of Peace, Justice, Hello and welcome back to a very special episode of A People's History of the Old Republic. Today we've got an interview and Kelsey and I are joined by longtime show favorite, sci-fi author and comic book writer, John Jackson Miller. By way of introduction, Mr. Miller has been working as an editor in the comics industry since the early 90s, before getting into comic book writing in the early 2000s, and before starting a site called Comicron, which tracks current and historical comic book circulation figures. In 2005, Mr. Miller began working with Star Wars, becoming an accomplished and fan-favorite writer whose stories were set during the Old Republic era, many of which we covered in our Legends Old Republic narrative. In 2006, he began writing writing the 50-issue Knights of the Old Republic comic series and the follow-up miniseries War, both of which we covered in Series 4. In 2009, Mr. Miller began writing the Lost Tribe of the Sith ebooks and comics, which we covered in Series 8. Later, in 2010, he began writing the Knight Errant series, which featured three comic arcs, one short story, one novel, and one in-universe gazetteer, all of which we covered in Series 9. By the way, I love the in-universe gazetteer as someone who loves reference books and maps and things like that it was awesome just wanted to take the time to say that in 2013 he wrote the critically acclaimed and much beloved novel kenobi which focuses on obi-wan's struggles on tatooine between revenge of the sith and a new hope more recently, he's written works in he's written works set in the star, new Star Wars canon, including the 2014 novel A New Dawn and a short story in 2020s from a certain point of view, The Empire Strikes Back story collection. He's also written a number of novels set in the Star Trek universe, including, most recently, Star Trek Picard Rogue Elements. Mr. John Jackson Miller, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Um... You know, as is probably obvious, uh, your work in the Old Republic is really integral to uh, our podcast. So first, thank you so much. Uh, and second, um, you did you did you have a particular affinity for writing about the Old Republic era? Or was that something, you know, that that they came that the story group came to you with? Or, you know, how did that come about? Well, it wasn't the story group yet. Uh, obviously, obviously, it's Obviously, the story group, by definition, is anything after Legends. So, uh, but 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 yeah, um, no, it, really, uh, the the goal was to uh, write comics, and the goal was to, to get work writing Star Wars. Uh, you know, once I uh, once I, you know, and it was really by impulse that I decided to uh, approach the editor because I just happened to be. Uh, you know, visiting Dark Horse um, uh, on a you know sort of a personal tour because it was a I was I was in Oregon for a uh, family reunion, and I you know I saw Randy Stradley there in the office and I said can I go say hello to him and uh, you know my guide said oh yeah and and I I said yeah here here's my year on Iron Man uh, would you like to. Uh, uh, you know, let me know if you have anything uh, coming up. And he said, uh, he said, sure. And of course that led to me writing an issue of empire and then, uh, Knights of the old Republic. Uh, you know, certainly uh, the, the, the appeal of writing in the old Republic era simply is that, uh, it is, most of it is set away from anything that you will collide with. 
so you don't have a lot of stuff where you're gonna uh, you know lose your story or not be able to tell your story because uh, there is something going on in some other part of uh, licensing where you know it, it's gonna conflict with what you're doing uh, and so you know you know the, uh, I've told this story many times but you know, Knights of the Old Republic, the story that I wrote for it, the original pitch, um, you know, we weren't really sure exactly where it was going to be relative to, um, you know, the video game. Uh, you know, I, it was it was open to me to have it anywhere from, you know, one year to 25 years or, or anything like that in there. Uh, and, you know, uh, because there wasn't really anything... Uh, you know, in Dark Horse's Tales of the Jedi uh, canon there, after about 3980-something or some, some number like that. Anyway, it was it was whatever the last... Uh, 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 oh, yeah, Dummy Sunrider, I think, is uh, the story. Yeah, it was whatever the last sto story was. And so, uh, yeah, we had, we had a, a pretty wide range there. And I thought, well... You know, let me put it uh, seven years before, eight years before, so that we can draft a little bit off the video game. Uh, you know, we didn't actually put, uh, uh, you know, Revan and Malik in it uh, until we decided to do issue zero. Uh, until we, yeah, well, yeah, because it, remember issue one through six, that was commencement. Uh, and... You know, we wanted to do something for it, like a free comic book day issue, but it was too... Free comic book day would have been too late uh, because um, the series launched on January 25th, uh, 2006. Uh, free comic book day is always in May. Uh, so anything that we were going to do was not going to be in time. And so we, uh, you know, they, they, they said, hey, look, let, we, we have Rebellion launching. Let's do a flip book. Uh, and it'll be just a, a you know, 10 or 12 page story or however long it was, maybe eight pages, I think, eight pages, uh, plus, plus a text page that I wrote. Uh, and uh, we pulled uh, Brian Ching off of uh, Coder to do it. Um, and I said, uh, or we put him, pulled, put him off of commencement to do it. Uh, this is why issue five is by another artist. Uh, issue five is... Issue five is by Travel Foreman because uh, we need. It was more important to have Brian do issue zero, uh, so that the art art that was in that would be consistent with it. And um, and so uh, so yeah, no, it was only then that I said, okay, this will be the issue because it's the twenty five center. It's the one that's going to go out to the most people. This is going to be the one where I'm going to make the appeal to the video game guys. <laughs> um, so we, we all, you know, we already had Terrace, we already had the Undercity, we already had, um, you know, we already had the Rat Ghouls. All of that is already in the book. Uh, but uh, I, I wanted to do something. We, you know, we even had, you know, Vandar Tokar. Uh, he's in issue four. So, yes, I had planned to use elements from the game, but I was like, you know, zero. Here is my place to just go ahead and. Get uh, get Malik in there and get Revan in there, uh, despite the fact that uh, he's extremely small. Uh, he's, he's <laughs> you know, I had to what once the once the back issue prices went crazy on issue nine earlier uh, in the pandemic. Uh, I I you know did a couple of uh, of uh, I would say 
jocular uh, tweets uh, saying, hey, guys, you know, all your people that are spending all this money on the first Revan issue, he is in issue zero, uh, which at one point I had a thousand. At one point I had a thousand copies of issue zero here in the house. Oh, wow. Uh, I've just been distributing them over the years uh, you know, to conventions and fans and stuff, but uh, wish I'd saved them. Uh, I, I, have, I have a few left. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that is, that is, you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, when we set things relative to other things, when we have a choice, we, we take as much room as we can take. Um, and that happened, for example, with uh, Knight Errant, uh, where, uh, you know, we deliberately parked it a generation before, uh, the rule of two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I I love uh love the Knight Errant series um as well, but uh I did I did want to ask you uh, about writing Revan because you are one of the very few authors in Star Wars who uh, who has gotten to do that. Um, you know, and you wrote the story about how he had, you know the the canonical story about how he got his mask yeah. and and you know how he want and how he decided. Uh, how he or she or they decided to get involved in yeah. uh, the Mandalorian Wars. So, like, how did you approach writing a character, like, such a popular character that's personal to so many people? Well, we knew, like of that. course, that we couldn't establish anything about Revan. Uh, <laughs> and that was a problem because they there had not been the word coming down yet that Revan was canonically male and that the, and that the canonical ending was light side. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's basically... Um, I, I ended up with the exact same situation, uh, only worse, when I was doing the Mass Effect comics, which is another Bioware series, where you know, Mass Effect took the conceit, if you want to call it the literary conceit, that you are the character and that your decisions matter. Uh, it, it took that to an, another level by, you know, if you killed a character or if a character died in Mass Effect 1, that character was also dead when you imported your uh, character into Mass Effect 2 uh, and 3. And so, you know, I had the challenge writing Shepard in Mass Effect, the comics. Um, we couldn't show Shepard at all. Shepard is actually in a casket the entire time. We couldn't use, <laughs> we couldn't use pronouns. We couldn't indicate mm -hmm. whether Shepard was a good guy or a bad guy. Uh, and, and there were a host of characters like Ashley and Caden that we simply couldn't mm -hmm. mention because they might be dead in your playthrough. Uh, and so that was, that was crazy. Uh, at least in uh, Knights of the Old Republic, um, you know, the, the sort of notion was, yeah, Revan was canonically male, but I figured, you know, I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to keep the hood on the character the entire time. I'm not going to mess with this story. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to then have to puzzle through a couple of what I consider to be problems. Um, one problem and every problem is actually a, an opportunity for story. One problem was, as you mentioned, the mask. Why is Revan wearing a Mandalorian mask? Uh, Revan hates Mandalorians. What's the idea here? Well, the idea was to give the character a mask so you wouldn't see the character, but there's absolutely no reason for the character to have a Mandalorian mask before we write, you know, the, the story that uh, that appears in issue 42, which is another issue that's gone to the moon sales-wise or back issue-wise. Um, mm -hmm. Although, of course, originally, Congratulations. <laughs> originally that was going to be the first story out of... Um, out of uh, out of vector, uh, but that that's another that's another story. 
there, there are all sorts of different ways I can go with this. Um, so yeah, that was one thing I needed to explain. The other thing is I, I had a, a real hard time accepting what was for a lot of people. It turned out to be, I think it was headcanon. I don't think it was ever actually real that they were the first Darths. I could not buy that. <laughs> it was not. No, no, you're, you're absolutely right. That was, that was headcanon. Um, yeah. uh, and, and I remember specifically the first time I read it, that you, uh, had Zane mentioned there was a, like he, he calls sarcastic. He calls Darth someone. sunshine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and I, rem- I immediately was like, oh, well, they obviously weren't the first Darths then if he was just well, that, throwing it. Or, yeah. That was the first time that I, I, I caught, I caught heck for that. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> no, nobody, nobody names their kid. Nobody names their kid, um, Revan or Malik, which to me, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, I, and, and I'm certain there are Maliks in America. I, I, I apologize yeah. to anybody by that name, but, uh, you know, the, 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 the Revan sounded Malik sounded particularly with a Mal there. It sounded like, you know, the the device, the the naming device for other Darths is you take a word like nihilus or uh, in, uh, annihilate yeah. nihilus, uh, insidious, sidious, invader, mm-hmm. vader. You take a word like that and. Revan had that sound of this is a character who is riven into or whatever, mm-hmm. and Malak uh, again likewise. They just felt like uh, they they felt like um, uh, uh, that they were aliases uh, to mm-hmm. me, and and so the expression I used at the time or the explanation I used at the time is that that Revan would have taken the name basically like uh, Stalin did. Um, you know, hmm. uh, you know, Stalin's real name is Yosef huh. Vissarionich Zhukashvili, uh, which is a nice long name for somebody who's from Georgia. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, in, in, you know, somebody who is, you know, being the, the, the you know, general secretary commissar of Russia, of the Soviet mm-hmm. Union, uh, he wanted a name that sounded strong. And of course, Stalin means steel. So, mm-hmm. uh, and you got the same thing with Yugoslavia in Tito. Uh, you get you get these mm-hmm. these names that that uh, that warlords will come up with for themselves. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's uh, that's exactly what I figured happened with Revan. And so Revan, I I, I and at no point did I actually say anywhere this is where the name came from. Uh, <laughs> I just I just sort of put it out there that. Revan was well known as the revanchist, and anybody who studies yeah. political science history knows what revanchism means. It means going to claim territory that you think is yours, uh, or you yeah. think belongs to you. So, um, so that was there, and you know, it, I think we did okay. I, I think the you know the only real serious misstep, and this gets I've said this many times as well, but this this gets into the whole thing that there are multiple different parts of franchises working at the same time on things and that you, there is trouble coordinating them. And it's one of the reasons mm-hmm. that you have the story group uh, is that, you know, I gave, um, I gave Malik a, a really, really long last name, more or less as a joke, yeah. more or less yeah. as a joke. Uh, it was only in 
the handbook, which I was sure would never be reprinted, which of course Marvel has now <laughs> reprinted. Uh, hey. But but also what I did not know that the plan was that I was going to back that name out immediately in the story after Vector. Uh, so it was it was you know the handbook came out mm-hmm. after issue twenty two. So it wouldn't even be in canon or in in, in Legends canon for or EU mm-hmm. canon for for six months. It, it would it would be yeah. there for a very short time, and then I was going to back it out because I was planning on the mask story or a variation of that to be what we come out of a vector into. Um, mm-hmm. But first of all, that didn't happen. Uh, second of all, before any of it happened, uh, there was a a book that. I think uh, uh, the essential guide to the Jedi and the Sith, or something like that, or the essential guide, to, the essential guide to the Force, yep. the essential guide to the Force, yep. uh, where that name is picked up, and that <laughs> name, I'm sure, was just passed along by Lucasfilm to, uh, yeah. because it was the name at the time to whoever was writing it, uh, and then also it got passed along to uh, the guys at Wizards of the Coast who were doing. The Knights of the Old Republic, uh, you know, uh, miniatures. Yeah. Uh, yep. And so that that alias ends up on the back of of Malik's trading card <laughs> uh, because it would not fit on the miniature. And and I remember That's awesome. I remember being in a uh, in a in a in a Gen Con panel uh, with one of the designers on the game who berated me. What were you thinking with that name? And it's like that name. Oh, is, that name is not supposed to have been in there. It was supposed to have been in and out. It was. It was. You know. It was a. It was a. It was a. It was one last. Uh, you know, me messing with the fans thing about is this yeah, really yeah. Malik or not? And it was always yeah. intended to be. You know, a thing like uh, in the Godfather Part Two. It's the town he came from. That's just yeah. the name they gave him. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that that's awesome. I wish I, I wish that's it was gone. I wish story. I could go, go kill that thing, but that's okay. The uh, the the the, <laughs> the 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 if I had if I had just you know, you know not put the uh, the last name in, I'd be thrilled. But here I am talking about it twelve years later, and I may be the only person still talking about it. But anyway, oh, we, we talked about it uh, briefly. I believe I pronounce. I believe I attempted to pronounce it once, exactly once. I can't even. Stopped. I can't. Uh, Squinscore Jejimus, I think, uh, or, or something wow. like that. Uh, That's awesome. And, and it was. And again, that was where Squint came from. And I, I think yeah. he was Squint because he was just squinty all the time. Um, <laughs> because I knew that if we gave it, if we if we made a joke about his jaw, uh, you know that would uh, that would that would have been obvious. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, uh, it 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 always brings it always warms my heart when I see someone uh, giving Malik hell. Yeah, because uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's something something else. Did uh, uh, I'm sorry, Kelsey. I just keep uh, dominating. No, no, no. It's fine. I'm, you're the. I'm just walking all over everything. <laughs> you've got you've got the deeper knowledge on this, but I think one of the things um, I'm uh, sort of sort of curious about in with that freedom of writing it as um, a a prequel to the game, but with some sort of uh, range of time. Did you um, did you set out with an endpoint in mind? Did you have a here's what pieces have to be. Uh, uh, in place at the end of this, um, I know where we've mentioned that oh, the story no. time happens later, but yeah, 
Uh, well, no, there's, there's, uh, you know, it's a comic book, so it's like a TV show. You have no idea how long it's going to last, or, or rather, a TV show before the streaming age, where you, you could still get canceled. And so I was having to constantly write every story as if it was the end. And if I had any longer range plans, I had to be willing to wrap them up, you know, real quick at the end. And, uh, and you know, that's what I ended up having to do. Uh, because in Demon, um, you know, it, it, I was told, yeah, you need to wrap this up. And so we, so, you know, what... What I had, what I had originally thought was going to be a storyline that would spin out all the way to issue sixty uh, at that point, which means to the end of the fifth year, um, you know, and 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 you know, it's it's not simply that there were stories that you didn't get. Uh, it, the stories you you more or less got most of them, but what happened is, uh, for example, Destroyer, which was a two issue arc. Uh, was originally three, um, and in fact, I may have even written the scripts. Uh, I can't remember. I can't, I can't remember. Uh, I know I wrote the plot for three issues. Uh, you know, the the uh, if I had had my you know my choice on it, you know what was in Demon would have been six issues. Uh, if I'd had my choice on it, um, you know the whole uh, the wrap up for um, uh, because we have we have the we have the wrap up of the um, uh, the whole thing with the slavers uh, that would have been its own story, uh, and we would have gotten more leisurely to you know the end of sixty. You would have gotten the same point there, and then war would have happened uh, because my plan had always 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 been, uh, you know, Zane gets drafted. Uh, after, <laughs> after, after the end of this, because I could not avoid the, and you're talking about, was there a deadline, uh, or, or, or a thing? There were only things in the historical roadmap that I knew I had to cope with at some point. I had, I had crushed Zane's, you know, the, the whole series, the whole original series takes place over the course of one year because I had, I had, I had been very, very parsimonious with the time. But I knew that the further we got, the further we were going to get to those mileposts that were already showing mm. up in the Star Wars Atlas, uh, saying, <laughs> saying, okay, yeah, by this year, you know, the Mandalorians have gotten this far, and by this year they've gotten this far, and then Malak and you know Revan do their thing, and um, and so you know, I I knew that. I needed to deal with the war uh, and that it was irresponsible after a certain point for Zane to be, just be running around having fun. Um, <laughs> and, and then, you know, uh, you know, much, much longer term, uh, you know, it, yeah, I, I had other you know, ideas that I could have gone with, but, but again, just to go back to the notion that you, you have to be able to write it to, to end it at any time. Um, the whole thing with Demigal, um, Demigal was constantly a case where I wrote it both ways. So if we never resolved the Demigal story, um, you know, it would just be Roland acting a little bit out of character. It would just be Roland acting weird. Uh, oh yeah, um, it, it's it's in uh, in issue issue uh, issue ten, which actually ended up being um, it's issue nine when you read it in order anymore. Um, 
in in the in the in the issue where um, spoiler warning the switcheroo happens um, <laughs> in my actual uh, you know instructions to the uh, to the artist I say all right this is what has really happened here and from here on out um, we're gonna posture this character differently we're going to uh, we're going to on the lettering side or, or on the dialogue side, this character is going to speak a lot more formally. Uh, all this stuff. And and so, um, you know, I, I, I admit that um, if we had gotten to the end and never gotten to pay off that mystery, you know, there are sections of it that would read really weird. Uh, because, uh, you know, you have, you know, he, he murders a guy uh, in, uh, in the middle of the storyline to keep Jarrell's secret. Um, and, and acting as crazy as he does over Jarrell, there had to be a reason that we were going to show one day. Fortunately, we got to, um, but you know, there, there are times where you don't get to tell the story and, you know, that's another awkward moment in the series, um, is I had planned to do uh, a book called Scoundrels, uh, which was going to be basically a coder spinoff. Uh, it was going to be a we were talking about just a micro series, two issues, but it was going to be Griff and Slisk and the Mumo brothers. And it was where they were <laughs> after the battle of Serico. So, so, so basically all the stuff that you see recounted in a single page of demon yeah. that was originally, I wrote the first issue. Uh, I, 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 I got that far and it was, it was basically all about this idea that, you know, Griff becomes this by accident becomes this hero of the Republic Army, uh, yeah. and or actually they know he's not a hero, but they cover up that he's not a hero, and he's willing to he's willing to go <laughs> go along with that. And it was going to have uh, uh, it was going to have uh, the Mumo Brothers, which was how when we see Griff again, he's running the Mumo Brothers. He's got he's he's, yeah. he's got them working with them. And then also uh, the the other thing I was going to do in that story is uh, Griff was going to be hunted down by Candorus Ordo. Uh, so uh, oh. so yeah, uh, the the uh, the bounty is that the guy's name? The bounty hunter. Yeah. Is that yeah the Mandalorian bounty hunter? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Okay, no, not Candorus Ordo. Then uh, what's the other guy? The the the. Oh oh um oh. Uh, it started with a C. The, yeah, it did. Oh. Damn it! Now it's I'm the guy there. that you yeah. duel with. Yeah. Oh, God, Kalonord. I'll figure it out. Kalonord. 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 Yes, Kalonord. Yeah, one camera. He, he wears the he wears the Red Baron uh, goggles. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Kalonord was gonna was gonna go after Griff and Slisk because he's still you know Griff is still a wanted criminal even though uh, they because they don't know he's Griff. Um, anyway, but what happened is we didn't actually get to do that arc i did the handbook instead uh as my as my extra issue that year and it was all really because uh you know i was i was also doing i was also doing indiana jones at the same time so uh, oh, okay. i was i was kind of busy uh <laughs> and and what ended up happening is that story doesn't come out so it ends up being a running joke in the series that you know, I look. I, I'd love to tell you how I escaped Serico, which got nuked. Yeah, not gonna happen today. And and it doesn't get paid off until the last story arc. 
uh, in the regular series. Well, that's just how it is. That's how comics are. And it uh, it had to be crammed in. Um, you know, I, we did the best we could with it. Uh, it, it wasn't ideal. But, you know, there's the, this is the, what I always say is that um, comic book series, particularly long-running ones, and you, you don't really have any long-running comic series much anymore, but a, a long-running comic series is like a... Uh, it's like a sailing ship heading for a destination you know is out there, but you're not really sure which way you're going to go. Uh, I had no idea that, you know, Randy was going to come up with the idea of doing Vector uh, at the end of my first year of Coder, uh, which ended up throwing everything that I was going to do for the third year. Uh, it, well, it wasn't really solid at that point, but, but it changed what I would have done then. And... It ended up resulting uh, in me flip-flopping the resolution of the Crucible stories and uh, and Zane's uh, Zane's fugitive story. Um, originally, uh, you know, after Vector, we were going to get the 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 um, we were going to get we were going to get the the mask story. And uh, what would have happened next is uh, you know Jarrell's past would have come out. And Zane would have helped her on that, but we would have still had Malik out there as a, uh, you know, a parallel suitor. Uh, and at the same time, we would have had, uh, we would have had, uh, you know, Demigol, uh, you know, floating around in there. And, and uh, yeah, if, if you think the, and I did write the plot for those issues, uh, we just, uh, what happened is, uh, you know, Dark Horse said, Look, we really need to prove that Vector is going to change things, uh, because uh, you know Vector will not even have reached uh, 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 dark times uh, by the time your story is written. So you know we want people to actually see. Oh gosh, yes, Vector has really put Zane on the road to clearing his name, um, and so. So I'm like, okay, yeah, move the pieces around, and uh, and that's what it is. <laughs> but it it did result in you know people have this sort of view of the series that, well, you know everything after you know Zane clearing his name is an afterthought. Well, no, it was all mm-hmm. over here. We just moved that's it. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird to me. No, I love uh, I love uh, the the conclusion of the Jiraiya. Uh, storyline uh, the using the using Exarchoon's lightsaber is um, I gotta say that uh, you know that's one of those things where I'm like I just I just sat back and I just nodded and I was like yeah I really appreciate that like maybe you wrote it for yourself maybe you wrote it wrote it for someone else but yeah well I appreciated that and and I, I made sure that it had a major uh, you know role in what finally happened Um you know, I, I think it's an incredibly dangerous weapon for somebody to try to wield, and uh, and I uh, showed that. Um, I think just about everything you do with a lightsaber, besides the sword part, is silly. Uh, <laughs> you know, the the, the you know, don't 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 get me started about uh, about the your, your episode seven guy with the you know uh, the, the 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 parts going this way and that. Uh, it's uh, oh the yeah the uh, yes uh, Adam 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 Driver's thing 
You know, it, yeah, there's the just lots guard, of different yeah. ways to kill yourself with that. To burn, yeah, to, it, to burn, to burn your hand a lot. I gotta say, I do, I do like it, but I'm like a like, I mean, I'm I'm a sucker for like any lightsaber. I'm just like, oh, like it, it scratches that like lizard part of my brain. I'm like, oh, lightsaber, yeah, uh, this is what I'm here for. Well, I'm 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 always calling it out because I, you know, there's there is a there is a yeah. line in Vector where uh, where Griff says. All right, yeah. yes. Let's use yes. the deadly weapon as a light source. Yes. Uh let's yes. no. Uh so Yeah. So I, one one of one of us on the show uh when we were talking about Vector specifically like you know thank you. Thank you for finally pointing out that it is a terrible idea to use a uh, a deadly plasma blade as a light. Um I I, I I'd actually been told by Randy we don't use it as a flashlight. And I'm like, well, let me make a joke of it. Um, and <laughs> that's great. That's but great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there, there, there are, there are moments where, you know, in the series, you kind of have, uh, you know, we have little meta things that we're saying about, uh, you know, other things. Uh, one of the things that I never wanted to even bother with, uh, I don't have any training in fencing. I don't know anything about it. There's other people uh-huh. who love it. Uh, yeah. And one of the big things in the EU at the time was the lightsaber forms. And people would oh, always dear. be, uh, uh, people would always be saying, "Well, what lightsaber form does uh, Zane use?" And I said, "You know, whichever is the official what? one the government wants him to." I, I, I you know, I, I really, honestly, well, well, you know, he whatever what he uses, he doesn't use it very well. I, I, I really didn't know what to say. And so when we got to uh, when we got to uh, uh, you know Kara Holt. Uh, who, mm-hmm. you know, does everything very well. Uh, you know, we just established in there that, you know, she uh, is aware of all those other lightsaber forms, but she does her own thing. She's like, she's like David mm-hmm. S. Pumpkin. She does, she's her own thing. She's, <laughs> she, she, she's, uh, she's not, uh, not, 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 not gonna, not gonna, not gonna do any of the others. Cause you know, I didn't know what they were. Um, yeah. And I don't, yeah, I don't know what they are either. I know the one that Obi-Wan does cause he sticks out his fingers yeah. in front of him. And my wife always makes a joke about it. Yeah. That's the only one. I you know. know, there are people who love it for that. That's, that's cool. I mean, yeah. there are people, oh, yeah. there are people who are obsessed with the starships and the classes and everything. Yeah. That's good too. And I can, I can at least kind of talk on that a little bit more sensibly, but you know, some of these things, it's like, okay, no, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I write what I know and I write what I can fake really well. Well, I think, but yeah. if I can't fake it, I don't try it. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good um, bridge to, we wanted to ask um, specifically about like what it is like to write Zane Carrick when we were um, doing our, our deep dive. He's one of the characters who stands out and we talk a lot. We've, and we've gone through, you know, the, the many, many thousands of years of, of uh, Legends canon history. But Carrick stands out particularly as a character who is successful through bad luck almost. Or so who's who gets through it but has this sort of... It's always stumbling about more than it is sort of directing his own history. Um, and that's fascinating. That's fascinating. In a saga full of figures who um, are limited only by the scope of their ambition to have someone who's like just kind of showing up and surviving. And that's, I was, what was it like to write Zane? Did you, and did you, um... yeah, ambling about, uh, you know, it's, you know, the, the running joke was that he was forced gumping his way through the old Republic history. Um, but, but honestly it wasn't so much that. Um, and, and again, this is something where in year two, um, 
you know, I, 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 I have great fans. I remember one guy that came up to me at a con, and almost nobody ever does this. He, he came up to me and says, I love the series, but I just don't know where you're going. And I, and I'm like, uh, and this is, this is, uh, this is when we were about, uh, halfway, two thirds of the way through, uh, the whole days, nights year, uh, the whole thing with, uh, with, uh, Lord Adaska. And, uh, what I was saying was, you know, I'm trying to kind of evoke, um, you know, the fact that, that he doesn't have a plan, uh, that he is, He's going from he's he's going from one situation to the next. Uh, he doesn't actually ever, you know, come up with this master plan to go after the individual uh, masters until he, you know, in Vector he is more or less given the key, and he would have found the key eventually, um, but it ends up having that the key is given to him, uh, you, you know, a, a bit at a time. He finds out. Uh, you know, the name of Lucian's mother. He finds out that there's something going on there. He finds out that she's running the Covenant. He finds out that there is, uh, there's this place that has all the artifacts and relics. Uh, and at that point, it becomes more of a direct line. Uh, but, you know, my intention had been uh, that really for the first year, year and a half, two years, he's just running. Um, and that, again, also felt to me like the original Marvel comic series, which I was reading as a kid, in between episode four and five, where, um, you know, you, you had, you know, they were just going from, from story of the month to story of the month in a lot of it. Uh, and and then the Adaska story, I said at the time, the Adaska story is my wheel arc, uh, where Archie Goodwin has... Luke and Leia and Han and Chewie and everybody on the wheel and even Darth Vader shows up at the end and it's a six issue arc and it's really complicated, really complicated, lots and lots of characters uh, and, uh, you know, I, I wanted to do that and, uh, and you know, that was where I was in the middle of that where the guy was going, I don't know where you're going with it, uh, but, 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 but again, it was the case that I wanted to kind of shut down this notion that, uh, you know, Zane was going to immediately start piling up arrests here. Uh, that he was a, re a, a, a no, he was he was on the run. He's a fugitive, uh, and he's not ready to do the stuff that he does in Vindication. Um, he's he's not ready yet. Um, you know the and most of his really big operations when he tries to do something go haywire. Um, you know that that the invasion of the of the of the uh, you know, the artifact uh, you know temple in 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 uh, in that arc, and then also uh, you know uh, you know trying to break back into the Jedi uh, you know, temple uh, uh, on uh, uh, you know, on Terrace uh, you know with uh, with Shell and uh, Ronate uh, that was always going to go just horribly badly. Uh, <laughs> And again, it's it's because he's just not uh, uh, he's he's a kid. I mean, he he, he is a kid. Yeah. He's just not a a uh, experienced Jedi. Yeah, yeah. I I love um, you know characters, and I mean it, it, characters who are not like the most powerful Jedi you know ever. You know, I mean, I, I you know I don't I don't have a problem with Anakin or anything. You know, yeah. but like I like seeing the characters who you know like 
it's not like uh you know they weren't born with like all you know everything and you know zane just kind of like trips his way through stuff and yeah i i i really love that kind of stuff and it's uh Uh, it's really interesting sorry this is why kara holt is the anti-zane yeah Uh, because because she always has a plan uh and and she has the same thing going on she has an odyssey kind of a thing like like the Greek Odyssey, where she's going from one place to the next, one realm to the next. But you know, as soon as she gets there, she's got a plan. As soon as she gets there, she knows what she's doing, uh, or she thinks she knows what she's doing, and then things go <laughs> wrong. Uh, but but no, Zane is is like, uh, I'm sorry, where are we? Uh, you know, yeah. uh, uh, we're we're running a pancake hut on uh, on Serico. What's going on here? <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Do you have? I mean, do you have a favorite character to write? Uh, I mean, Star Wars wise, I uh, guess. Yeah. Well, in each series, kind of, there's there's a there's been a different. Uh, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, Griff, you know, Griff aligns mm-hmm. with me so closely that, um, <laughs> you know, there's a character in my new Star Trek Picard novel, Rogue Elements, uh, who is from the gangster planet from Star Trek, uh, where everybody, <laughs> it's like the 1930s. Uh, uh, 1920s. uh, and, and that, you know, that character's name is Ledger Ledger. Literally. She is a bank. Uh, she, she, she keeps the, mm-hmm. she keeps the, uh, the accounting books for the mob. Uh, and, and she, and, and, you know, Griff are, are related across the timelines. Um, hmm. because, uh, because again, he is just, he's so much fun to write. Uh, again, at one point, uh, my editor at dark horse said, Okay, we're we're like three or four years into the series now. Griff hasn't really learned anything, and I said no, <laughs> no. Griff has learned that Griff is right. Uh, Griff Griff has Griff has learned that uh, you know that if everybody just did what he said, everything would be okay, and he just becomes more and more like himself. Uh, and uh, you know, I mean. We got the personal growth moment for him when he tries to come back and rescue Zane at the end of uh, at the end of issue twenty four. Uh, you know that's a uh, good 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 help is hard to find. Is about the is about the mushiest thing he's ever going to say. Is about the the most sentimental thing he's ever going to say. Uh, but but yeah, uh, you know the, Griff is just a blaster right there. Um, yeah, Knight Errant, I I really enjoyed in the novel. There's a character named Rusher. Uh, who is the uh, who is he's the guy running the artillery unit and I just I part of what I loved about that book was getting to climb into the head of somebody trying to make a living in a realm that's nothing but Sith uh, and what would <laughs> what would you do how would you do it what's your product yeah. uh, and and so and so I enjoyed writing him uh, and then uh, and then probably in uh, in in Lost Tribe of the Sith you know definitely. Uh, our our uh, our Varner Hiltz, the guy who's the old book, he's he's the he's the he's the keeper of all the lore. Uh, he's he's the keeper of the museum who gets elevated to you know uh, you know grand lordship, um, you know very much like uh, Claudius for my Claudius. Uh, <laughs> um, so from, that's awesome. Yeah, that's I mean, awesome. That, that's that's what it's modeled after. I mean, and, yeah, yeah, he's he's yeah. he's the last person that would ever. You know anybody would ever think to be uh, in line for that, and you know he even talks about uh, or, or thinks about his own parents and how they accidentally killed themselves trying to uh, uh, you know trying to trying to achieve power themselves. They were just not very good at being Sith, and he just so he kind of checked out on the whole thing. Um, 
yeah, uh, again, very fun character to write. Um, one of the most fun characters that I wrote uh, you know, in Kenobi, which is you know a Legends novel at you know you know as well. Um, I did actually get to bring back on uh, the the story group side um, the the character um, the uh, Mosep Benid. That's the that's the guy that poses as Jabba. He's the actual guy that is Jabba in the Marvel comics. Uh, he's the the guy that looks yeah you know, looks uh, he's a he's a Nimbanel. That's his that's his species. But uh, but basically. Uh, we, we refer to him as Monkey Jabba sometimes because he, he kind of has that mandrel kind of a look to him. Uh, and, and uh, you know, he, uh, uh, he, is, uh, he, he appears as an accountant for Jabba in the Kenobi novel. Well, I got to bring him back in, um, you know, Canto Bite, uh, the book that I did for episode eight. So, so, yeah, he's there and there's absolutely no indication that the life that I wrote for him... Yeah, earlier and and the other appearances, there's no indication that that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, no, I like that. I, I like the, um, you know, I, I like uh, when we were doing the show. Like, you know, we we I tried to to parse the canon as much as I could and like uh, put it into like a uh, like a sequential time order. And obviously the the old republic mmo you know kind of uh kind of kind of threw throws a lot of that for a loop but yeah. that's okay um but i mean like to be honest i really like uh I, I like it you know when they bring characters back and people seem to um uh you know some people seem to get get kind of torn up or messed up about that and i'm just like you know i mean if you think he has the same background as the character did in kenobi then you know cool like it, it, there you know um. i don't yeah, I mean the 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 important thing is uh, you're seeing the character again. You're getting to see another yeah. story with that guy. Same with Thrawn. You're getting to see more stories with the character. And mm -hmm. you know if if what happened in the past doesn't fit perfectly, well, I'm sorry. Welcome to the comic book collector's <laughs> life. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't mean oh, to boy. say that when you were taking a drink, but yeah. I mean, welcome to the welcome to the life of anybody who's. Yeah, and, and I said this in 2014, you know, when A New Dawn came out, um, you know, that comic book fans really didn't have this big of a problem with this because we're accustomed to multiple different timelines and shifting things. And, you know, the very first thing I wrote in comics professionally was Crimson Dynamo for Marvel, which is about a Cold War enemy of Iron Man's who is literally shown with Nikita Khrushchev in 1964 when he's created. And and I updated it for 2003 and, you know, a post-Cold War thing. And, you know, I figured out a way to move it all ahead uh, so that now Tony Stark uh, is a teenager in the 80s. And, uh, and you know, the, the computer that is being used... Um, in uh, in the uh, in, in by the by the you know the Russians in 1980 uh, in in 1980 whatever it is uh, you know this there's they're using cassette tape drives because they're using a Commodore 64 uh, you know and and the thing is now even that story is outdated and won't work anymore uh, but you know what 
it, it all, you know, it all comes out. I mean, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, it, it, I think what we have seen, we've seen the end of, of, you know, any kind of stories that really, you know, are, are, are self-consciously, you know, stamped with a particular day and time. Um, so, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it was, it was one thing to have, um, you know, when I wrote Iron Man, George H, uh, George, George W. Bush was the president and Marvel said, well, whoever's the president in the comics is the president in, in, in whoever's the president in real life is the president in the comics. And so, uh, so George W. Bush and his cabinet make several appearances in my year on Iron Man. Um, mm-hmm. well, obviously that gets to be problematic if you're reading those comics 30 years from now. And, you know, this is, <laughs> the good thing is we don't have to worry about that in Star Wars, uh, uh yeah. so much. Um, and, you know, even Star Trek, there have been things that have been overtaken by events. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, where were you during the eugenic, eugenics wars, Dad? Uh, well, they, they were supposed <laughs> to be back in the 90s. Uh, so, so yeah. Um, but, but, That's awesome. But we're, we're, you know, but fans are pretty darn good at, you know, keeping these multiple things in their heads at the same time. You know, you have enough movies come out where the, in a in a franchise, not just Star Wars, but other things rather, where you know you've got you've got you know movies that people are paying attention to or are not paying attention to. Uh, Halloween, just uh, just to take a recent example. I mean, I, I've never seen any of the Halloween movies, but my understanding is everything between Halloween three and then the previous movie is just like a nightmare at this point or something like that. <laughs> There's uh, like and, three different canons going with Halloween right now, at least. <laughs> and the only important thing is that Jamie Lee Curtis is in a movie <laughs> with, with, with Michael Myers. That's the only important thing. And, and so, you know, it's like trying to make sense of Alien uh, after all this time. Uh, you know, it, the, 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 the important thing is really more... Yeah, maybe what what order do I watch things in? But not necessarily, you know, these things conflict. So, you know, I think that now finally, when we've got a world in which, you know, Marvel's doing movies about the multiverse and we've got a show like What If uh, that is on TV, uh, I think, and, and, and people have gotten used now to... You know, a new Batman every time you know the <laughs> the lights go out. Uh, I think people are finally, hopefully, going to get past this uh, this this concern constantly of this has invalidated that or this has invalidated that. Nothing's yeah. invalidated anything. Your stories are still on the shelf. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, it, I said it the other day to someone, you know, somebody like I just mentioned something about, um, I don't know, I think it was, I think it was KOTOR on, on Twitter, um, you know, and somebody was like, oh, well, you know, like, can you believe they erased the canon, the old canon? And I'm like, I mean, yeah. Did they? Like, I, I, I mean, well, I was like, well, first of all, I mean, yeah, I can understand why they did it because, you know, they're trying to create these new movies, you know. I, yeah. But then I was like, they didn't really erase it. Well, I mean, like. 
I, I like I, was, I said, look, I we did this podcast. It was like yeah. uh, we did it for two years and we just talked about the stuff that like supposedly erased. You know, it's it's there. You can still enjoy it. You can make it your headcanon. Who gives a shit? I mean, well, cares, it's, you know? it, it is. It is one of those things where um, I mean, yeah. It, uh, what what do they say? What what are legends? Legends may be true in part, in whole or not at all. Uh, they can use any part of it. They can declare any part of it to be cool and go go forward with it. Um, you know, it, 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 I, I think you had mentioned the Old Republic uh, video game. Um, well, the Old Republic video game, as long as that's going on, everything we did prior to it is anchored in the back of that, is, 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 is you know, Carrick Station and all those other things are calling upon elements that, that, that we had done. And so they're sort of there and... You know, well, maybe everybody got the years wrong. Maybe everybody got the, you know, maybe, 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 uh, maybe this happened in the, maybe this happened just before the Clone Wars and nobody knows. Maybe this happened at another time. And, you know, it's just, it's just, I, I think it's folly to really try to nail it down because that's like trying to put a day and date on when Spider-Man first met the Green Goblin or something like that when it may need to be retold again in the future. Um, and so, but that, that doesn't mean everything is just, is just out. Um, There's a, and this is something that we, we think about a lot because we are sort of, um, we're in the business of like, we've been figuring out a, a sort of timeline of things and we've been seeing where do things get brought back from legends, right? We have, we have a, we have an extensive, we had the expanded universe. That's what I grew up with, of course. And now we, we all refer to it as legends. But we have this deep wealth of stories told in universe. And now we have, along with that, a sort of actively curated canon that borrows from it and pulls into it. And for like the fan who doesn't care beyond seeing a timeline in the front of a paper book when they flip it open, it's all there. It's all there. It's all valid. But what's really interesting is to see what choices get made in bringing stuff forward or referencing things in the past. And that's exciting and thrilling to the point that we let it be, this is new and exciting and not like, oh, well, it's contradictory. Um, and I think it's just something very interesting to be thinking about, like writing in canon, because you were writing up um, writing up until, right, the, the shift and then continuing on, like of where does this story fall in place when there's a conscious decision to kind of recreate a canon rather than sort of have a broad shared universe yeah well i i think one thing is i was kind of spared some of this um even though new dawn was you know first out of the gate and it wasn't all pleasant you know the 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 response at the time that i had to deal with although it was i think i had i had a lot easier than than uh, you know some folks uh because i uh, uh, one thing I had spent a long time uh, on the message boards for years, cultivating the fans uh, and answering questions and trying to show that I wanted things to fit. And then also uh, the book that I happened to write didn't invalidate anything. It didn't conflict with anything. It was it was just the way I do things. Um, you know, it's it's um, you know the 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 only. I think the only thing anybody uh, somebody 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 went on Twitter and 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 uh, somebody just being unpleasant, uh, you know, went on Twitter and responded to a tweet of mine from seven years ago the other day, uh, where we were where we were talking about the fact that 
I mentioned some female stormtroopers are in the book. And all I had said at the time is, well, we don't know that there weren't any. Um, <laughs> and in fact, there had been a couple of uh, previous expanded universe examples of those characters. Um, uh, but, uh, and yeah, somebody decided it was, it was, it was worth resurrecting a seven-year-old thread. Uh, it's like, okay, block. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, yeah. but, uh, but, I'm, uh, but, I, but, but the, again, the fact is uh, a lot of stuff, uh, you know, that, that it, you, that feels like a change isn't really a change, uh, it, or it's something that, well, you don't know that things weren't that way. Or maybe what you thought you knew was wrong. Maybe you were misinformed or something like that. So, so again, you have that. Now, I think Aftermath gets into finally the territory where, you know, you have to start messing with things. I had it easier because, uh, again, where New Dawn was set, but also because all of my previous stories as well were in the distant past. And so um, I deliberately had not, you know, pitched for... Uh, New Jedi Order era stuff because uh, it uh, it was it was it looked like it was too much to read. Um, it was that uh, no, I I've read some things, but it was like okay, I'm gonna get this wrong. I'm gonna get this wrong. Uh, there's 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 over there were over twenty books in one series, um, and and I was like okay, I'm just gonna get this wrong. And um, you know, it was bad enough dealing with Knights of the Old Republic not having finished the game, um, and, you know, and, and, you know, having to rely on cutscenes that people had put online, uh, and, or, uh, you know, the history that was on the Bioware site of the universe, uh, or, or the prehistory of the game, <laughs> the prehistory yeah. of the game, which was not entirely correct, I found out. Uh, <laughs> so, so th that was, I, I just, I, my feeling was, you know, this is just kind of like, all right, um, I'm willing to do stuff in a nice controlled environment where I can't run into stuff. Uh, you know, when I did stuff for Halo a couple of years back, uh, you know, I specifically said, look, I haven't played the games. There is no way on earth I can read all the stuff that is out there for Halo. Um, I'm going to write stories that are in a nice corner over here that I'm not going to collide <laughs> with anything. And, you know, if people are looking for the big sprawling tying things together, you know, stuff mm -hmm. that won't be me. Um, but, but yeah, that, that was the problem. I mean, the, 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 really the only reason they have to do anything I think is fairly obvious. You just can't, you know, do a multi-billion dollar trilogy of movies, uh, mm -hmm. and have at the beginning of it, uh, a scroll that's 35 <laughs> long, uh, yes. uh, or 35 yeah. miles long. Uh, it's just yeah. you can't you can't yeah you can't you can't catch people up on uh well there's uh luke's new jedi order where they fight the ghost of xr coon and then later you know there there's the swarm wars and there's uh thrawn and and abeloth is people would like, be leaving well, let's put it put that's the, 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 20 the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the harsh and simple way i put it is you cannot start a major feature film with Han and Leia have three kids. Two of them are already dead, and one of them killed the other. You just can't. You just can't. Is that what? I think that's what happens. Uh, yeah, that, that is. That's I mean, yeah, you would have. I mean, the moment that's the awesome. opening scroll got that's, to Yuuzhan Vong, people would be marching out the theater. Isn't it? That's 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 a first paragraph, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and it's yeah. like, 
and it's like no, you can't you, you you know you've taken all the good stuff away from the new writer um you know that's that that's going to be hard to do so again it is it is sad um you know that we're we're doing dealing with that a little bit in star trek right now uh because there's a there's a series of books called coda uh the, the it's a trilogy where the third book comes out uh, at the end of this month uh by my friend david mack and um and uh, it, it basically it puts uh, a a punctuation mark to the end of about twenty years of continuity that are just in the novels. Um, although even there, uh, and, and it has to be done because, or not has to be done, but it's done because uh, Picard invalidated a number of things uh, in the TV series uh, or created a number of conflicts. But even then, I mean, the novel I just wrote uh, that's out there, Rogue Elements, um, you know, there's a character from, you know, one of my stories that's in there uh, uh, in, in that period. That's uh, you know, so, so I have this more or less official story and I have this character that, you know, I don't know what's going to happen after Coda, but I would assume that uh, it's going to be, you know, changed in some way, shape or form. Uh, but but again, you know, uh, it's 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 nice that they're doing that for Star Trek because Star Trek actually, unlike Star Wars, Star Trek has a tradition of doing finales. Um, they they do finales for the TV series, not not the first one, but they but the other ones. It's it's final episodes are you know are are things that you have, and nobody pretends it's the final thing ever. And and also, Star Trek has time travel, so <laughs> Star Trek has other dimensions. Star Trek has all yeah. these other off ramps that you can take. So yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I'm still trying to recover from that uh, that that opening paragraph. That's great. Um, so so when you uh, when you wrote Kenobi, you know, obviously fan favorite character uh, twice over because of uh, Alec Guinness and Ewan McGregor. You know, how, how did you go about doing that? Was Obi-Wan always a favorite character of yours or was it just? Well, it was a it was a case. And I, I wrote about this or I tweeted about this uh, a, a couple of weeks back is it was originally going to be a comic book. Uh, it was it was originally going to be a graphic novel for Dark Horse's 20th anniversary in 2007. Uh, and also the 30th anniversary of the movie in 2007, and it was it, it was going to be an original graphic novel, and most of the elements were there already. Um, and what happened is, you know, I, every time I turned in another outline, it got longer and longer until it was 50 pages long. Uh, and uh, and at that point, that's a novel outline, uh, and I, I'm like, okay, I I don't think I can do this. Uh, and so that was another thing that got shelved uh, so that instead I could do the handbook. Um, I could do Indiana Jones that came with the crystal skull. Uh, and so that I could do speaking of, you know, you know, things that tied in. Uh, I also, I, I also uh, did that year, the Knights of the Old Republic campaign guide for the role-playing game. And the, oh and, oh yeah 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 and that I is that. that is full that, of comics related stuff. The, mm. Again, you can't know it now because reading it in retrospect, it's not clear. Uh, but there are all sorts of hints being dropped about later things in the series in the text that I wrote in that book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. 
That's awesome. And that is getting uh, re-released, right? Is that is that what I read? That's getting uh, a reissue? No. What, well, I, well, I know what's getting reissued is is the Knights of the Old Republic uh, video game. Is Oh, no. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I meant Kenobi. Oh, uh, oh, 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 oh yeah. Kenobi. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, no, no I, I, I wish that video game was coming out because that's like a... That's a $250 book right now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, That campaign guide. Um, Mm -hmm. I I, I wish I had bought more at the time. Uh, No, Kenobi is getting reissued in uh, what they call a um, a, uh, a essential collection. And what it does is it takes uh, it up to the size of a trade paperback, the same size as Lost Tribe of the Sith has always been. Uh, And... You know, it, it, it hasn't been said, but I would presume that this is this is basically the future. Is that the massive the mass market paperbacks, the little the little uh, small ones, uh, are are basically uh, they're a dinosaur uh, dinosaur in today's uh, bookstores. Uh, they're designed for an era where you know uh, novels were sold on uh, on racks in convenience stores. Uh, they were sold in places like Walden Books where it was really important oh, yeah. to cram as many books in, as possible into one place. Uh, yeah. Whereas people today kind of want a bigger package. They kind of want a bigger, you know, a thing yeah. to, to uh, have the books in. And I'm, I'm thrilled with it. Uh, I, you know, I like the art. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, I, I, anybody who's just listening to the podcast will not see it, but uh, that's, uh, that's the, that's, that's awesome. That's the cover yeah. right there. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that comes out in April. I think it's April 5th. Uh, okay. and, uh, and that will be out as well as three other, uh, Legends era books, uh, including, and this is a really cool thing. Uh, wh- what they've been doing is the books that they're redoing, the ones that did not originally have audiobooks are getting them. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that. That's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I was looking at it right here, and they had one uh, for for Shatterpoint mm-hmm. and uh, a couple of the Rogue uh, Rogue Squadron books as well, or and the X Wing series. That's that's great, and I'm I'm like you know I'd love to have one for Knight Errant. I'd love to have one for Lost <laughs> yeah. Tribe of the Sith. Problem is, Lost Tribe of the Sith is already in the correct size. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go, there you go. That that is awesome. Um, well, uh, I think uh, I. Th- let me see. I, th- I was going to ask you something, but you know now it's just completely <laughs> slipped my mind. I do oh, that. Um, I do that to people. I, yeah, I, uh, I actually am. Uh, I co-host another podcast that is about uh, medieval, um, uh, medieval history, and uh, I'm, I'm the, I'm the host. Uh, the, the subject matter expert is actually a professor in it. But um, like, how did you? how did you arrive at the feudal setting in uh night errant uh did did you like base that specifically on anything in, in the past there's uh seemed to be a, a a few references maybe to uh to, to livia and roman roman history in there well that's um, that's certainly true um you know <laughs> the well the notion actually um it's it's a bit later uh it's it's not medieval um mm-hmm, I, yeah. I i was really more looking at uh, the communist international um, you know, one of my uh, things I don't use much, my master's is in Soviet studies. Uh, I have said this joke a thousand times, but the only reason I don't have a doctorate is because the Soviet Union collapsed on my dissertation. Um, it is <laughs> it is the case that I was on my way back from Russian immersion camp at Indiana uh, to uh, my university where I was planning on 
getting ready to make the proposal so I would go to uh, St. Petersburg and start you know, gathering my research for my doctorate uh, when the, uh, the Soviet Union uh, collapsed, uh, when they had the oh, coup d'etat. Wow. And everything that I was studying was gone. And um, oh my god! And my major professor said, "Oh, you can still do it. I plan to keep, you know, using the same Politburo data for the next twenty years." And I'm like, "Well, that's really helpful. Uh, you know, the uh, the uh, <laughs> that's that's next time a next time a country the same size as the Soviet Union comes along, same history, same culture, same geography, and goes communist, you'll know what to do." Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 my, feeling was kind of like, you know, look, the, the, this thing is moving way too fast. The only people who could study it are the journalists. Uh, but I was able to use it first in, uh, in that Crimson Dynamo comic book uh, about the Russian Iron Man. And then, um, you know, one of the things about, about this, uh, about communism is that, uh, you know, the communist international, you have this idea that there's this international communist organization the you know this 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 big wave but the fact is communism was different in every single country that it was practiced in uh you know cuban communism and vietnamese communism and chinese communism and russian communism they weren't the same thing in fact some of these countries sometimes went to war uh, uh um, so yeah. you know it was it was uh, a case where when we're talking about the sith this is a period where we have lots and lots of sith we don't have the rule of two yet. They're still arguing about what it means to be Sith. Uh, and and so what ends up happening is, um, you know, it, 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 we go from fiefdom to fiefdom and we find that there's a different meaning of what it means to be Sith. Either you subscribe to Lord Damon's, uh, you know, wackadoodle you know, view that he's the creator of the universe uh, you know, Lord Odian is running a death cult. Uh, you know, Lord Arcadia is, or uh, Lady Arcadia, or whichever you prefer. Uh, uh, she's running, uh, you know, basically a corporate America uh, uh, mm-hmm. thing gone crazy, uh, where yeah. it's a meritocracy where as soon as you get good at anything, you have to lose your job, uh, <laughs> and and you you get you get transferred to a department where you don't know anything else. Um, uh, and, and you have the twins there whose, their whole deal is, uh, is, you know, you're, you're rule th- ruling through mind control. So mm-hmm. it, Sithness is different everywhere she goes. Uh, and, and that's, uh, that's kind of what I, I wanted to do there. And so, yeah, there, there are historical things that I pulled from that. Uh, and, uh, and it's just, yeah, it is, it is considerably later than uh, than uh, than the medieval times yeah it is so instead of uh, communism with chinese characteristics you get uh, sithism with uh with damon damon dominate yeah. characteristics yeah yeah and you know I, I, i'm that's borrowing awesome. stuff all the time um yeah no that's awesome now i i will say that one of the benefits working in star trek is i don't have to fake anything if i want to actually mention you know if I mention one, mm-hmm. if I want, want to mention Lennon, I can. Uh, you know, he, he's he's in the <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's really funny. That's, that is awesome. Yeah. I, I, I never knew that. I never. What were you going to do with your with your degree in in Soviet stuff? Were you? I mean, you're going to teach or, or? I I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was one of those things where uh, I I I. I, I 
I just for the heck of it went for the graduate record exam, graduate records exam, and I just am pretty good on tests. And uh, they they offered me a four year full ride because they had all this oil money down in Louisiana that year, and 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 said, "Here we're going to give you a stipend, and you're not going to have to have grad. You're you're going to have an office, but you won't have any students, and you won't have any classes." And I'm oh, like, awesome. well, this sounds pretty good. <laughs> but uh, that is great. But yeah, no, I, I was after 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 the you know once we got into the second year, I was also you know I, I was starting to write a lot of my own stuff. That was in that was when Tim Zahn came out with the Heir to the Empire, and I started writing a novel of my own, which never got anywhere. But that's that's again kind of <laughs> where I was like, yeah, this might not really be that fun because the. You know the audience for for uh, you know for the works here is not is not uh, is not huge. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I never uh, I never knew anything like that. And uh, but I, I use all the statistical stuff I learned because we had to learn statistics. I use all yeah. that for Comicron. Oh really? Oh, that's yeah. awesome. That is awesome. I yeah. I had no idea, but now I'm starting to put all of the stuff in Night Errant together, and that does make a lot. It does make a lot of sense. I'll give you that. That's that's pretty great. I, yeah. uh, that's awesome. Well, um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, Chris. I was just going to say. I think um, we've we've uh, done a pretty fantastic job touching on your your career through Star Wars and and elsewhere. I think uh, being able to say that uh, Lennon is Star Trek canon is going to be my new fun trivia fact. Um, not that it's not obvious, but it's fun to say anyway. Um, this is good. Thank you for taking well, the time to talk to us. Let, Lennon inspires something direct. Lennon inspires something directly in New Dawn, actually. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? Which part? I, I uh, 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 Count Vidian. Um, because because remember. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Well, because because remember they're uh, they're having to transform the Republic into the empire in 20 years, the same way that they, they transform Russia from. So and, he's doing war communism. Is uh, that, yeah. What, what he, well, what he's doing, he's doing, <laughs> he's doing, he's doing Lenin's new economic program, which was wow. the, the problem, the problem with uh, just you know, doing communism immediately was everybody was starving to death. And so, and so what they did was they allowed a limited pools of capitalism to go on. Uh, and limited structures that had previously existed to keep going, and so what the uh, what the emperor does in New Dawn is he says, "All right, Count Vidian, you're going to be my guy who's going to continue working with all the corporations that we didn't nationalize, uh, that we didn't that the empire didn't take control, and you're gonna you're gonna be Mr. Efficiency Expert, and you're going to get everything you possibly can out of him for as long as you can, and so that's I've never yeah." I've never thought about that. That is, <laughs> I, I read, I read a new dawn. I enjoyed it. I, I never thought about that. That is great. Yeah, that it is. is uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's all in my notes on my website. So. I did, that is awesome. Well, um, <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This was really great. And I'm really glad we had you on. Um, please plugs, plug your, your new books, uh, whatever you got. Okay. Uh, yeah, just, uh, uh on the Star Wars uh, side of things, we've got uh, a couple of a uh, couple of nice things out. Uh, you mentioned the uh, the the, um, uh, the book that came out last fall, the uh, Star Wars from a certain point of view for The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, that's my most recent new work for Star Wars. Um, we have uh, the uh, you know the 
Lost Tribe of the Sith comics came out in uh, Star Wars Epic Collection Volume 4 for the Old Republic. Oh, okay. That came out in Mar- in May from Marvel, uh, or in June. Um, we have uh, the two books that Titan did, uh, two hardcovers with short stories that appeared in Star Wars Insider Magazine. Uh, so all of those books, or all of those issues, uh, or stories, um, are now in these two hardcover volumes. Uh, and this is all from like 2011 forward, so it's the current iteration of Star Wars Insider. Uh, and so th- the second one of those just came out last week. Uh, and then, uh, of course, the big monster is uh, the Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, 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 comics were all collected in... Star Wars Legends Omnibus, The Old Republic, Volume 1, uh, and it's 1,344 pages. It is everything I'd ever did for Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. All my text pages, um, you know, and, and, you know, all 57 issues, including the handbook, uh, and, and, and uh, also some, uh, you know, illustrations that had not been printed before. Uh, and that is, uh, that is available, uh, you know, from your local comic shop. Uh, Amazon has them, and I also have uh, have uh, a a page for them on uh, Star Wars, uh, or rather on uh, I have a page for uh, for signed copies of that on uh, on FarawayPress.com, which is my website. Um, outside of Star Wars, we mentioned the uh, Star Trek novel, uh, and uh, that's uh, Star Trek Star Trek Picard Rogue Elements. Great, great. Well, John, thank you so very much for coming on the show. Uh, we really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for, thank you for writing a whole mess of quality old Republic content. Well, thanks for reading. <laughs> hey, no problem. I, I really personally enjoyed it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, this is great stuff. So John, thank you so much for coming on and, uh, yeah, thank you everyone for listening and, uh, we'll see you next time. May the force be with you.